0: that's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DDW Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
2: 18 plus. Oh, it's coming. We have to remove all sharp yes. objects. <laughs> yes.
0: Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to Morelia Python Radio. Tonight, we're talking with Justin Laner. We're talking all things Australian. Uh, We're going to be hitting on a bunch of things. But the big thing is that this week, Mm. this weekend, um, Mm. is Tinley Park. And Mm. we are not going. Mm. And that is sad. It is. Yes, because, (laughs) well, I have attended every Tinley Park since 2012. Owen kind of came in, what, 2013.
2: Yeah, yeah 2013 the, the basic the basic rule everyone is when you want us to appear someplace I send Eric first <laughs> and then he usually does one year of scouting to make sure it is safe for me and then I arrive so you know uh southern carpetfest Eric went one year and then you know I followed uh Tinley Park Eric went one year and then you know I followed uh Southeast carpetfest I'm gonna try to make it this year why because Eric went last year and I shall follow you know it's There's certain rules. This is an important podcast, and we have to have designated survivors to keep the podcast going. Also, you know, we can't travel in the same area for too long because it opens us up for assassination attempts by, you know, Port City Pythons. We're watching you Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, various other things. So it's very important. Anyway, I have no idea what we're talking about. I don't know why you've let me speak this long. Please, God, stop me.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this weekend is tinley park and on friday night um october 11th at tinley they're going to be doing a Gecko symposium yes um and you know um a good friend tim walton um i'm not sure if justin or tim are the ones that started this uh started this thing but uh either way um, tonight we're going to be talking with Justin we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Australian geckos. We're going to be talking about Australian reptiles, going to Australia, all those things all wrapped up into one fabulous episode. Um, and if you want to check out more on, uh, the gecko, uh, symposium, you can go to North American com and you can find out who's speaking and they'll give you the complete rundown. So, sure to check that out uh, they are definitely worth attending uh, because you have some of the most knowledgeable uh, people um, on whatever topic they're talking about um, in in the hobby and they're gonna share their knowledge with you and you you I'm sure at the end you'll be able to ask questions and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, who be knows?
2: Cool. I mean who knows this might be one of the things where you get introduced to maybe you're on the fence about getting a certain gecko species, and now you can talk to a person who kind of puts your uh, worries to rest, and then you know you can jump on that. I mean, you know, it. Who knows? This might. This is the port. This is the place where you go to gain the knowledge that you need to be a good gecko keeper. So if you're interested, go. Also, if you're interested in just maybe knowledge in general that you can possibly use for your other reptiles, go. So yeah. Even though we won't be there. No, we will not be there. Um, but,
0: um, I'm going to throw I, this plug out um, okay. because, you know, uh, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably into pythons. Um, Maybe. And I would suggest that if you're if you you poo poo Moralia and you don't like it and whatever, you just not hell. your thing. I mean, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you like the short fat snakes. And if you like those, uh, I would suggest a guy for you <laughs> stopping by Matt Minnitola's table, Philly Herp. Um, he's going to be there and port city pythons will be there with him. Um, mm. and, uh, you can check out, uh, from the ground up, uh, Joe and Melissa will be there. You can chat with them. Matt Minotola will be there. And I believe Keith is at Matt's table as well. So Keith McPeak, Matt Minotola, Joe and Melissa. I mean, what more could you want? Eric and Owen. Owen, Owen and, oh yeah, <laughs> us, maybe. Yeah, but.
2: Gonna uh, um, it, it, it's going to be a stellar show because, I mean, obviously, also you have uh, on the Morelia side, Jason Balen, Eric Kohler, uh, Todd from Psychotic Exotics, you have Phil Starkey. You, you you have a lot of stuff there. Yeah. So you should be getting a healthy dose of Morelia. If you leave Tinley or, like, I could have seen some more Carpet Pythons, you clearly were not looking. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you here. Um, Obviously, because we cannot go, uh, we would love for people to post up pictures in the Morelia chat, the NPR uh, radio chat. Um, And if people are feeling considerably daring and want our love, uh, I hear Eric and I love white-lip pythons of both phases, but only send them to Owen's house. So it's
0: a true story. Yeah. Yeah. I like to uh, manage those type of reptiles from afar.
2: (laughs) It's not, not here
1: (laughs) from afar, from afar.
2: Yes.
0: But, uh, all right,
2: Justin, how you doing? Welcome back to Morelia Python radio.
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. Good. Good to be on your show. (laughs) Yeah. So
2: you've had a busy couple weeks, um, you did get a shout out in that Nick Mutton video. I think he attacked you with a laser. Um, was that correct?
1: <laughs> that's right.
2: I ah, good. I'm still hmm. blind to this day. Uh, okay. Know. Well, I mean, that's a I don't know why he did that. Uh, it's kind of cruel. <laughs> but um, so are you, Yeah, uh, I was
1: I was at the at the reptic or er, wow, oh, man, herpeton. Herpeton, <laughs> i name wrong here. <laughs> yeah, the Herpeton conference back in July. Um, it was an amazing thing. It was really a cool experience and Lots of great minds and and just really experienced uh, herpers in the in the audience and um, yeah Nick Nick gave the talk on carpets I was able to give a talk on uh, the Antirrhinum genus oh nice so hopefully they'll be putting that one up uh, on on YouTube at some point as well yeah um, so yeah we'll see how that would be but cool yeah the one. the conference was great and uh, I I don't know I'm really excited kind of to see a resurgence of more of these uh you know technical conferences getting mm-hmm. information out there on more than just the monoculture stuff that people like to keep so yeah it's really exciting
2: yeah, yeah. I, I mean i would dig that kind of stuff rather than like how do i make a soul sucker phantom um something <laughs> something something yeah. you know
1: it's like yeah yeah well back in the day that's kind of how expos were they were like scientific meetings talking about how to keep different species and, uh, you know, new, new things or new developments in, in keeping of, of different types of reptiles and amphibians. And then they'd come to these, you know, conferences to talk about that. And then some of the guys would bring reptiles and have them in their room. And you'd go up, you know, see, see the stuff, af, you know, after the talks and things mm-hmm. um, kind of on the side. And then it said, well they said, well, why don't we just have a reptile show where we, you know, do both in the same conference hall or whatever. We sell the reptiles and then have talks. And gradually, it's kind of faded away from the information and, and uh, learning side in mm-hmm. favor of just selling animals, and so I think we've lost something in that transition. Um, so it's nice to see uh, people taking the extraordinary efforts. Uh, Nathan Hall is the one that's putting on the, the Gecko uh, North American Gecko Symposium. Okay. Um, he's been organizing and just working like a dog, trying to get this thing together, and he's done a fantastic job. They've got, you know, he's got quite a few people attending, um, so very exciting. There's uh, still some tickets left, so and you don't need to necess- necessarily register in advance. You can buy uh, tickets at when you get to Tinley. Oh, cool. So, you know, just because people haven't gotten their tickets yet doesn't mean they're excluded, so, you know, feel free to come by get a ticket and come into the symposium it should be really cool
2: that's awesome
0: so from the standpoint of uh you know a measly carpet python guy which how,
3: is what we are yeah. how
0: big is like the gecko world i mean because you kind of dabble in you know all the different you know reptile worlds so to
1: speak yeah what's the saying uh uh master of none how does the first uh uh, yeah yeah,
2: uh (laughs) jack of all trades master of none yeah i got it there you go (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so but no i've i've loved geckos you know ever since i learned the you know some of these things existed and just been really excited about them so especially the australian geckos you know i'm Kind of got a thing for Australia, but uh, um, so well, you yeah, think you're I, to... addicted to Australia. Would it be <laughs> that, that kind you, of? <laughs> you, you could probably say that. I mean, yeah, it's kind of an interesting way to put it. Yeah.
2: Weird, right? Um, oh. uh, I got you.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's it, I I mean, the gecko community is huge. There there are so many different kinds of geckos out there, and I mean, some of these guys that are speaking at the at the symposium are like. Have kept you know hundreds of different species kept and bred and done well with hundreds of different species I mean these guys are legit I feel like a kid compared to these guys <laughs> talk, talking about the couple species I've bred or you know ke- talking about the nine species of, of nephurus and and I'll just you know I'm just gonna be in awe of their talks I'm sure but yeah they're uh, some of these guys just are are amazing yeah keep keep just so many animals, <laughs> so many different species. It's incredible. Um, could you? I
2: don't know if you. Do you have a tip for catching geckos in the wild without breaking them? Because every time I try, <laughs> yeah. the animal falls apart. Because apparently that is what it's designed <laughs> to do.
1: Well, you know, if you if you go into the right places up in the northern territory, you might find uh, one of these uh, Kimberly or northern prickly knobtails. The now, for a Shai, they're related to the, you know, the big orange uh, Centralian knobtail geckos, but they don't have uh, a fracture plane in their tails, so their Uh-oh. tails don't come off. Plus, their tails are those. tiny. They're like, you know, 15% of their snout to vent length, so they're really small. They almost look like a frog, right? So, <laughs> yeah, maybe you should find those. <laughs> Take really good pictures so I can put them in my book, and okay. yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be good. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> you done, dude. You know, the Northern Territory has a lot of geckos. I was getting in trouble because I kept stopping for every gecko on the <laughs> road. The other, the other guys with me are like, come on, man, if it's not a python, don't stop. I'm like, screw you guys. I'm here to see everything. I don't, you know, you got to see them all. Well, we've seen 20 of that species. I know, but there's
3: 21. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it's they're, cool. I mean, they're all over the road. And, you yeah, know, it takes a pretty good eye to spot a little gecko on the road. So, you know, hopefully you guys are training your vision to, you know, uh, find things on the on the roads. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. We're like hawks. We're
0: keyed in. We, we, we know what's <laughs> hey, going on. There you go.
1: <laughs> That's, yeah, you got to do that when you're a field river, when you're a road cruiser. <laughs> you got yeah. to have
0: those eagle eyes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's cool.
0: Um, I was going to say... You know with the knob tails in particular why is there any thoughts on why they have these knob tails like do they serve a purpose or you know how why did they evolve to have this type of tail?
1: yeah, I mean that's a great question and there's there's quite a few different uh hypotheses around why they're why they have that knob tail actually, the basal gecko in that group so this mm-hmm. they're from a family of Called Carphodactylidae, and the the most basal species in that family is the Carfidactus lavis, which is the chameleon gecko and mm-hmm. they're up and around uh, can cans area up in the tablelands really cool their their tails have they, they have a knob at the end of the tail, but it's very very small, so we don't know if maybe that's kind of where the ta- you know that knob tail originated from it just kind of changed over time and evolution but you know they're kind of the earliest uh branch on that gecko tree so um their tails actually make a noise when they break off so when the tail really? comes off it, really so it squeaks and moves and so it get you know draws the <laughs> attention of the predator but i i hadn't i hadn't heard of that before i found wow. out about that one like that a tail broken off tail could actually make a noise so I was really tempted to snap off a tail one of those, but. Um, oh my God! <laughs> thought, thought better of it and didn't do what, it. But yeah, but we, I saw, didn't. <laughs> we saw four or five of them when we were up in the Cannes area. They're really neat looking geckos, really cool. <laughs> but hard you know what? to find. <laughs> yeah, I, we didn't find one.
0: Well, no, we found two lizards, but. Uh-huh. In general, we didn't find any geckos. No, we found that one monitor just by luck, and then we found that Boyd's yeah. Forest Dragon, and that was it. Other than that, we didn't oh, find yeah.
1: that. Nothing. Uh, those leaf tail, those carnutus leaf tails up there are fantastic. They're really mm. cool geckos, but they're very cryptic. We saw a couple of them on the fig curtain. Did you guys go up to the fig curtain? No. Did you make it up there? Uh-oh. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah it's kind of a famous spot but yeah we saw a chameleon gecko on that road and a a couple different uh, the leaf tail geckos on the road just right by the fig fig curtain but it was really it took a lot of looking for those I remember me and Rico and I think it was Rob Roy McGinnis were walking along the side of the road with a flashlight just scanning every tree to see if we could find anything you know we found a Boyd's and a couple of the leaf tails and um, that chameleon gecko, we actually cruised on the road, so it was kind of crazy, but yeah, lots of, lots of diversity, but sometimes it's harder, especially in more populated areas. Um, mm-hmm. that's why when you get out kind of in the bush and up in the Northern Territory, um, yeah, there's, there's going to be just geckos everywhere in some of those spots. Um, I think it was the doe rat road where, that was where I was getting in trouble for stopping, but there were just these little uh, mm-hmm. couple, di- couple different species just all over. And certain sections, you'd get into these sections where that's all you'd see were gecko after gecko after gecko. So, you know, it's, it's, that's what's nice about having interest in multiple you know, different groups of, of reptiles is you're never disappointed, you know. <laughs> you get to find something cool. Yeah. Uh, where the other guys are a little bored or upset that I'm stopping again, but I'm excited because I see another gecko, you know. So it works yeah. out.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you gotta, you got to write the book somehow, and it's like yeah, the best way to do it is <laughs> to check him out. You, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the gecko diversity is, is pretty amazing. I should have gotten an account for you, but, I mean, look in your – you know, your guidebook. Uh, I don't know if you have that Swan, uh, Reptiles of Australia. Yes. The, or, oh, sorry, Wilson, the Wilson and Swan book. Man, that, that's, the, that's the Phil herping Bible right there. You know, that's got all the different species and helps you key out what you're seeing and stuff. So it's a lot of fun to have that. A lot of times I'll have to run back to the car and, like, hold the gift <laughs> <guest> on my <laughs> hand and look at the book and try to figure out which one it is, you know, that kind of thing. So, right. Or by range, you know. So, or or when I get home, comparing my pictures, I guess right. you're not supposed to pick them up, right?
2: No, no, no. You're not allowed to touch. You never touch them. You just um, yeah. convince them to come with
1: you back to the car. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He he followed me. He I'm, followed yes. me. I don't know what happened. It's weird. <laughs> he wanted to see his picture in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: How is that book coming? But along? I mean, oh, go ahead. Um, we're we're getting pretty pretty close. uh I, I had hoped to have a draft to the publishers by Tinley, so we're—I I don't know if I'll quite make that, but I—I'm pretty close. Um, okay. It's been a, a challenging road, but yeah, yeah we uh, went through a little bit of a switch up with the co-author, um, so that w- that kind of set me back a bit. Okay. But uh, you know, I guess that's the way it goes. So I was—I yeah. was. uh hoping i'd have at least one book i I thought maybe the second edition of the carpet book would be done by then too but um we're we're uh waiting for data kind of you know hurry up and wait type situation but yeah so i'm i'm geeking out about more carpet stuff too i've been just going off the rails trying to figure out certain things and work out things that you know and then reading through the first edition i'm like oh man how do we how we include that in here? Why didn't we include this data, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm rereading the papers and finding more cool stuff. So we're going to add, you know, another couple hundred pages or something. Nice. <laughs> and we just, just source. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I hoping I'm not exaggerating too much, but we're, we've got allowance for up to, I think we got up to 500 pages that we could include in the second edition. So, and with uh-huh. the, I don't know, some of the discoveries and some of the, Stuff we missed in the first edition and some of the new data that's out—it's um, going to be pretty uh, pretty cool. So I'm excited to to learn this stuff, you know. And, and Hell yeah, to yeah. together some things, yeah. Trying to figure out where the border is between you know inlands and coastals and where they might come into contact. Maybe there's an integrated zone or something. Oh God. You know how what barriers to the to the movement of the different uh, carpets and maybe there's some. Additional. I my favorite uh, recent word is uh, uh, cryptic species or you know like cryptic taxa where they're they're out in the open and everybody knows about them but but they don't realize they could be separate species or separate subspecies or whatever you know so there's a few few of those in there and um, you know you guys probably read about the Black Mountain corridor mm-hmm. in the first edition and kind of where that there's actually like five or six of those type of corridors along the East Coast that could, and, you know, I lined them up with known distribution records for carpets, and sure enough, there, you know, there's a break in the carpet distribution at these different places, one's near Brisbane, one's up, you know, north of Cairns, one's kind of in that Black American Corridor near Cairns, so, I mean, there's a bunch of different places, one's in the Hunter Valley down in, you know, in Diamond Territory, so, kind of cool, So, I'm really geeking out about, you know, where where the splits might occur and why we might have uh, differences in genetics based on these different um, splits. And then one other really exciting discovery. uh, Well, maybe I should make you wait till the book comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Damn! Uh, Damn There's there's going to be some... At the minimum, these will be some really fun hypotheses to kind of think about and, and have fun with. But, yeah, we might kind of turn things upside down a little bit with with some of these things uh we'll have to see but we're waiting on some data um Mm. nick's working with warren booth to get some sequencing data so we'll hopefully have um you know at least some uh supporting data to for for some of the publications that have looked at carpet python taxonomy um so that's
2: awesome i mean uh if if you guys want the audio an audio book, Eric and I are available to read it.
1: <laughs> that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I'm just saying <laughs> we can even Take have a fun time. Long turn podcast. the page like I'm just saying, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh get my smoking yeah. jacket and uh, exactly. a, you know, a nice pipe you and sit yeah. down by the fire. Earn the page. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you know, come on.
1: You'll really have to work on those Scott Iper pronunciation guide. He you know? would be so mad. <laughs> Out of theory, yeah.
2: yeah. I think fly over yeah. just to hurt us. I mean like yeah. So
0: <laughs> I didn't tell Owen yet, but before we get to Australia, we're going to have a class. Um, yeah, oh, I got, got no. flashcards prepared with, you know, pronunciation <laughs> on there and everything. You to- will not
2: embarrass oh, yeah. me while we're over there. <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> um, yeah. um, the, and the, the, the place names over there, too. You got to pronounce that right. I, I keep Ooh. saying Pilbara, but, it, you know, instead of Pilbara, you got to say Pilbara. <laughs>
2: really? So, okay. Yeah, well, uh, I've been saying oh, Pilbara. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. Mess that yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. Most Americans do, you know, uh, <sighs> that's how they can tell a yank when they see one, when they hear one.
2: Oh, like it's, it's not going to be them. obvious with us, with our <laughs> yeah. fly, fly net hats <laughs> and our walking stick <laughs> that convert into snake oaks Yeah. No, we're going to be uh, blending yeah. seamlessly. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> as soon as me and Owen say water will yeah, be it's, over. A- <laughs> it's all yeah, over. Yeah. yeah will like, we'll yeah, be able to hell?
1: pinpoint your locality <laughs> with that word. There you go. Yeah. We <laughs> I mean,
2: really get out there. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think uh I think yeah. I can't wait for the the new carpet book to come out because I think for me, I, I you know, and it's kind of, I think you're sort of uh, you know, highlighting the same type of thing, um but I get more geeked out about that kind of stuff than I do the, uh, you know, the keeping or the breeding or the morph side of it, uh, anymore. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, it's, yeah, it, it fascinates me. It's part of
1: it. an, it's part of a natural progression. I think, you know, we, we get into, we see a species and we like oh that's cool. You know, I want to, I want to see that every day. I want to keep that in a, you know, in my, in my collection. And then, and then we keep it for a while and then you're like, man, I wonder, you know, the, there's these related snakes and you start learning about those and getting excited about that. And then, then you're like, man, I I really want to see these in the wild. And then you go find them in the wild. And then you start, all these questions start coming and you just, you know, you become a field herper and you're just all, all excited about other things rather than just keeping them in a box. But I think it all Mm -hmm. plays back into things. You know, you're like, well, I, I might need to change my my uh attitudes about keeping up a little bit or maybe change Mm -hmm. the setups a little and you know just it really helps that aspect of it too and a lot of people i think and you know maybe this is part of the natural progression i haven't hit yet is they kind of say well maybe i don't want to keep anything i just want to go watch them in the wild and they spend all their time and energy you know to to make that happen so i don't know it's it's uh it's a lot of fun to to just get into it and you know, I there's just so many cool reptiles out there. You know, I have a hard time just focusing on one. I, I don't know if I've got a little ADD or something, but I just I want to you know, I want to learn about all sorts of stuff. You know, when I keep a knobtail in captivity, I have to go overboard and start researching everything. And oh, maybe I'll write a book. And, you know, <laughs> kind of balloons from there. <laughs> so, see every every snake justin gets into he's like
2: maybe i'll write a book and they're like oh god damn it dude why can't you just keep
1: it <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, so yeah i'm having a hard time restricting my thing. i'm thinking oh maybe a blue tongue skink book or you know, uh, keeping those yeah man a lot of fun i, for- you know, I forgot you were things, in with those yeah it's yeah it's it's I, I I admit I would like to have like a book that covers all of the Australian pythons in one. I think that'd mm-hmm. be really fun. Yeah, um, but it's kind of tricky because you know you get into the Liasis and they they branch out into New Guinea and Indonesia and stuff, and that just doesn't mm-hmm. interest me. You know, <laughs> I just want to <laughs> worry about the olives and the waters and the you know that are in Australia, but. So,
2: they're cool. off the continent who cares like you know they have to be on the <laughs> yeah, mainland exactly um <laughs> it, it, it's really something that it's funny that you mentioned that I mean it, it, we we're talking about Nick's video he says that the complete carpet python is now sold out there are no more copies in print
1: yeah I mean you might be able to find one like through a, a secondhand seller but from the publisher and in mine and Nick's uh, collections, we only have our personal copies left. What? There aren't any. Yeah. So wow. It's sold out. And well, I think, you know, we, we kind of convinced the publisher to to give it a chance because he was like, ah, you know, I don't know if it'll sell well. And we're like, well, we'll make it a, as good a book as we can. And we'll, you know, so he's like, okay, we'll do this kind of initial first run. And if that goes well, maybe we can think about a second one. So, I'm just really glad it did well enough to kind of clear out those copies and yeah. and we can revisit it. But, yeah, it's, it's nice that's to just, see that happen. It's nice to know that people are still buying books, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> so true. That's a good thing.
0: <laughs> it's so well, true. Yeah.
2: And that's the cool thing because, I mean, we, we, we had Ben Russo on, and he was talking about how his book, apparently, you can't get the complete boa constrictor for, what did he said it was going online for, Eric? Like a 1000 dollars or something crazy something like that yeah like apparently because it's been out of print for so long and people are wanting it it's like you know apparently there's still a demand for those kinds of books because people can't get them so i would say if you really want a copy why are you hesitating (laughs) like dear lord
1: Yeah, it does it does complicate it when it gets up into the you know, yeah, yeah. Digits, but yeah, <laughs> not many people have a book uh, book allowance that's that high, that's that high, but yeah. no, and you know you get lucky sometimes. We were we were going through uh, Western Australia, my wife and I, and mm-hmm. we stopped at the library in Newman, Western Australia, to check our email because mm-hmm. you know that was about the only way to. Check our email, or you know, check in with our family and stuff at the time. So we we uh, went to the library, and Heidi was looking. There was like this rack of books that were for sale, and she pulled out this book. It's the Snakes of the Pilbara, and it was uh, like five bucks. <laughs> and it was Brian Bush's field field guide, you know, to the Snakes of the Pilbara. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a great find because I was I was wanting to buy that book, but it was going to be like fifty bucks plus you know, however much shipping from Australia and it's, you know, kind of a thinner book, but mm-hmm. I really wanted it. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, you just made my week. You know, the trip hasn't even really started yet. And already we're, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So
0: it's I, uh, fine. I have a funny story about that, that actually relates to you, Justin. Um, so there was uh-huh. this, this guy, uh, so there's this uh, Facebook group and it's called like Australian collect books and collectible Australian reptile books and and collectibles or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know what uh-huh. I'm talking about. So, yeah, this, yeah. this guy had for sale um, snakes of the Northern Territory, um, or the Darwin area, uh-huh. or so, something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That is perfect <laughs> for me. I got to get this book. And I hit him up, and he asked if I had a copy of your book uh, on the Green Trees. And I was like. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to buy one right now. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I I bought that book and I sent him that and he sent me the other. I was like, oh, this is great. Like an
3: even trade. That's a good trade. Yeah. Yeah. Good.
1: So so I'm like, cool. um, Who who wrote that one? I don't know if I've heard of that one. Um, hello.
0: I'll t- I'll tell you in a second. He's somebody...
1: got to just look at the bookshelf. Yeah. yeah. No, I've I've got a I think four or five rows on my bookshelf for just reptile books. say
2: it it is That's the Let's say your office at the I mean your office has got to be um <laughs> science books and then snake snake books, right?
3: <laughs>
1: well, this is in my bedroom. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, wow. The <laughs> at home is all snake books. I I'm lucky my wife lets me to uh, have so much space there, but <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, I yeah. I mean, I imagine that one, and then you never know when you're going to need something. Because I think I was talking to somebody, and they were referring to an old Vivarium magazine that had some article in it. And I'm like, holy crap! I actually have that one. And it was like, there it is. Yeah. So you know, keep everything, everyone. Hoard, hoard things. (laughs) It's fine. So
0: it's uh, it's called Snakes of the Darwin Area, and it's by Graham Gal.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Is it an older book then? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. Cool. uh, um, Things might have changed a little bit. I'm sure.
3: (laughs) Yeah, because (laughs) when I look at... uh, Wait,
0: let's see. Let's see how carpet pythons are categorized. Uh, But there's a lot of snakes up in that area. like. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean... Regardless of what the taxon, taxonomy is on them, they're, they're still there. You know, um, they don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, they call I, it I Python was, Spilotus. <laughs> still... <laughs> no. Oh no! that's yeah, changed a little bit. And uh, children's <laughs> pythons, in pythons in are pythons. Liasis. Liasis
1: children. I. So yeah. There you go. Been a few years <laughs> since that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Very so, cool. Yeah, we, I mean, uh, we, I got to tell you too, like, you know, I I can't remember, I heard on you you guys talking about it, but the door, or not the, uh, the uh, uh, fog dam, you know, Mm -hmm. fog dam. If you don't see a, if you don't see a water python there, then, you you know, you suck or something, but um, (laughs) we... So it was, you know, me and Nick and, and Rico and, and a couple other, you know, Peter Birch and uh, Mark Spataro were cruising the Dorat Road. Not the door I keep saying that. That's a good road too. We found a lot of cool stuff there. But the uh, um, Fog Dam Road, mm-hmm. and we went, went back and forth a few times. We saw zero spotted pythons, or spotted water pythons. And then we came back the next night, and we found like seven or eight. In one night, so so you can't Holy miss shit. On, the, on that road. And also, I I heard, oh I think it was the Aussie Wildlife Show mm-hmm. uh, podcast. That's a great podcast too. but they I were love were Interviewing, uh, yeah, yeah, it's really. Uh, they were interviewing Gavin Bedford, and he had taken the guys out there. And and I think Gavin was saying, ah, the conditions don't look right for that, but. You know, you got to go out there, and I don't think they saw one. They didn't see a water python, so it is possible oh to God. miss there. So don't, if you if you go there and and miss, you know, don't see a water python, don't you know, don't commit suicide or something like that. You know? No one's jumping okay. in Fog so, damn yeah, River. I, 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 yeah, I'm gonna go give me a croc. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't don't, get a water don't python I'm good. To a i crocodile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you guys really, you know, uh, if you get up into Kakadu at night, make sure you keep your eyes peeled for some of those. Knobtail geckos. That would be really cool if you could find some of those.
0: So that's, uh, they're coming out of what, like rock crevices and stuff like that, or?
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for Owen Pellies, you're in their habitat, so no, they'd be in the same habitat. I think Ryan Young found two or three of those when he was up there looking for Owen Pellies. Um, so, yeah, I think think you've, you, you could have a good chance of finding one if the conditions are right, you know, just kind of keep an eye out in the rocks and I mean, they're, they're a big gecko. They're kind of hard to miss, but they do move pretty quick over the rock. They have kind of long, spindly legs that are adapted to life in the rocks, rocky habitat. So um, they can move when they want to. Are they <laughs> I more the... uh liking them Liking okay. them to like a, a rodent. Like they'll be right, driving on the road, and this is for the centralian nobtail, the uh, mm-hmm. A. And uh, they'd be driving along and just see this thing whip across the road. And they're like, "Was that a rodent or a <laughs> what the hell was that?" Oh, that was a knobtail gecko. Yeah, right. So they can move when they want to. But yeah, they're cool. Um,
0: uh, Our, oh, no, I forgot what I was going to ask. Hold on. Damn it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> shit, what was I going to say? I mean, oh no, I, I this is what, are they like uh, the type of uh, you know would they stand their ground or are they going to dart as fast as they can? Because they do that no, thing where they, they kind of stand up, either right? Either
1: way, yeah. Yeah, they've got a really cool threat display that's just awesome to watch. But, um, I mean, I, I, I've never seen one of the rough-skinned, the, the asper complex in the wild. I haven't seen So there's there's basically three species in the asper complex. Um, okay. They're the rough-skinned, small-tailed, you know, big body. They're the largest-bodied gecko in Australia. Not the longest because they don't have much of a tail, but... If they had a tail that was proportional to their body, like other geckos have, then they would be the longest as well. But they're the heaviest body, stockiest, you know, geckos in Australia. The the Centralia knobtail nephurus amiae. Um, so they they those range down in the center of Australia, centered around Alice Springs, kind of that McDonald Ranges area. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um, nephurus asper, which was um, one of the earliest you know described species of knobtail gecko, and they. They occur through uh, much of northern Queensland,
3: mm-hmm. but
1: kind of in the interior, so in the drier areas. Um, and I, I was trying to find those on that last trip in 2016 with my kids, and there was a good spot. You know, I was trying to look around, but like every five feet, there was a face-level spider. <laughs> like the webs <laughs> were just face-level, you know. And they're Great. really, really cool-looking spiders. They're like zebra, you know, black and white striped. But my kids were like, yeah, I think we're going to stay in the car while you go <laughs> into the spider webs. Right. We're going to wait for you. And so they were kind of creeped out. So I was out there, you know, herping and, and looking for them along in the rocks and by the trees and stuff. And um, I, I, you know, I was uh, spending as much time as I could, but I knew my kids were getting anxious. They'd, we had those walkie-talkie, and so they'd radio in like every five minutes you done yeah. yet to find one <laughs> we go yet you know are we there yet and so typical kids you know right. so i'm like and they were kind of creeped out because there was this weird looking like old abandoned shack across the you know across the way that we had seen and they're like i wonder if somebody lives there you know they're all creeped out so they're like, come on dad and then so i'm finally i'm like okay fine you know we'll go and then right as the supermoon emerges you know so it's like okay, i'm not finding anything with the superman out but
3: uh,
1: so yeah that's the the asper so they're in the in the queensland um kind of the outback but they get up into the far north queensland up into kind of the subtropical areas up there um there's the banded asper that are really cool looking they have these defined bands across their back and some of them are almost like black and white you know banded they look really cool but if you look you know look up banded asper they're just amazing looking so um we i did look a little bit for those in a certain area in in queensland where they've been found before but didn't have any logs so i've i've looked a bit for them but haven't haven't been able to find any and then in the kakadu you know up in northern territory and uh, over into western australia you've got the Kimberley or northern uh uh, spiky or prickly knobtail the neferous and so that's the third third rough you know asper type gecko in the complex so and they they are kind of more of a grayish color I guess you can they all kind of overlap a little bit in appearance, but um they're the i think they're the smallest of the three and they have the longest legs of the three, but they often have these purple eyes so they're Really cool looking. They t- you can get some really cool pictures of them. Wow. But yeah, they do that kind of the gecko on hydraulics where they do little really slow push-ups. They're kind of jerky, you know. It looks really cool. So they yeah, they do look uh, so really. So hopefully cool. you guys will find one. But if if you find one. Get some good book shots. For me.
2: I would say, do you do you have a list of ones that we should make sure we take extra care to take really nice naturalistic photos, like <laughs> to place it. I mean, well, for... uh, guide it someplace <laughs> that's well lit, and you
1: know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, lure <laughs> it with a cricket or a cockroach or something. Like yeah, yeah. But the, uh, that that's the. I think that that, that would be the only naphirus that you'd see up in the Darwin area. Would be the yeah, but it's so AI. cool looking too.
2: Jesus, I just looked it up. Oh yeah, talking yeah. Matt, you're right. The, the, see the purple eyes. It's like, um, it's like roughy eyes. It's like it's such a different contrast yeah. for the rest of them. I'm like, holy crap!
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, they look really cool. I don't think they've made their way over into American burp culture. Yeah, there might be some, you know, kind of hush hush somewhere because I know they're in Europe. I've I've heard about them you know, over in Europe. They're people who have bred them there. So I wouldn't be surprised if, they're in there, if they were in the U S at this point, but I just haven't heard anything, but I'm, you know, I'm not in the inner gecko circle or anything like that. So <laughs>
2: you just I, keep uh, them and breed them and all of that stuff. Yeah. But, um, <laughs>
1: again, I mean, Jack of all trades, man. Yeah.
2: Okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but I um, mean, <laughs> so <laughs> I
1: was going to, make their way over, but the, 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 uh, ask Amy, of course, the centralian Obtails, the orange, you know, really cool ones from central Australia. They're very commonly bred in the u s and very readily available uh you know they've come down in price to three or four hundred dollars per you know gecko and uh really fun to work with that's probably my if i you know i had to have a favorite gecko that would be the one um and then the first asper um the the one over in queensland they are uh quite expensive and uh you know, a little more not as commonly bred but they're they're uh i think you know several thousand dollars a piece so Jesus. a little bit more of a pricey <laughs> gecko yeah but there's people i mean my my former business partner steve sharp had he had a pair and bred those for you know a couple of clutches from his asper pair and i think he paid around 10 grand for the pair like <laughs> serious business right wow so, mm-hmm. yeah but when wow. you get those feces that you just can't get you know it's, you got it. You know. yeah I, I would do it for imbricada. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You've got to put it all in perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So. And the asper have, like, two main phases that you can get in the U.S. They have kind of a lighter, almost white phase, and they look just really pale and cool-looking with these black reticulations. And then you get some that are almost black, all black, they're really cool-looking. And then you kind of get, you know, in between, you know, more charcoal or gray colored with uh, lighter patches. So there's a pretty wide range of appearance for the asper. And you can even get some that are reddish in coloration that you'd almost confuse for uh, an amie. So, yeah, they're, they kind of come in a lot of different flavors. But um, I think in the U.S. we only kind of have the black and white and then the in between black and white stage. But Gotcha. I don't think there's any of the red ones over here. But, yeah, very cool geckos.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask if the like what out of the knobtail complex was missing from American herpetoculture because it almost seems like they're kind of like an afterthought. Either people are really into them and they keep just nobbies and that's that, or you're another gecko breeder who happens to have a pair or something like that. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're the. You know, there's the, the, the Shea, they're, uh, you know, at least very, very rare in American herbiculture, if not us. Yeah. And um, I think all of the other species are represented um, that you can, you know, you can find all the other species. So maybe we could go through the, the species. So have... the, there's kind of two main groups of Neferis, um the, the genus of the knobtail geckos. Um, the rough skin species, which the Asper complex is, you know, has three species within that. The other species that's kind of within that, uh, rough knob, rough, rough skin species is the, uh, Wheeler, the banded knobtails, uh, Wheeler eye. Um, and the Wheeler eye, they're, they're endemic to Western Australia. I talked with the, one of the guys that was, uh, email corresponded with one of the guys that's working on that, um genetic analysis and he said the paper was hung up by a uh, different species that was included in that paper and he didn't know when it would be published. So mm. it is possible that we might see further, you know, you know, species divisions within that. And there's some, you know, differences between the two and you can actually, uh, just recently, uh, the, the Southern forum appeared on the scene The and they have a little more, uh, darker reticulations on their face. That's the Wheeler-Eye, Wheeler-Eye. And then you've got the Wheeler-Eye which has been in the country for quite a while and have been produced. They're very easy to breed, and uh, they've been produced. there, you know, $150 gecko, so they're fairly low price compared to some of the other species. So with the Wheeler-Eye and the Asper complex, that kind of makes up the rough-skinned species. So those are, you know, four species, and the Wheeler-Eye has two subspecies that may... Someday be full species, and then you've got the smooth skin species, um, and that's uh, five species there, and then one species in the first levis. That's uh, the smooth knobtails or the uh, three-lined knobtails, whatever their common name. Most people go by the scientific name with the, this group of geckos, and mm-hmm. I guess we do that a bit with carpets as well. But the common names are used more frequently, probably with carpets than the uh, with the nefaris, so I'm going to be using a lot of the scientific names there, but um, the nefaris levis, um, that's kind of the most commonly seen uh, knob-tail that, you know, probably in herpeticulture. and so they're the kind of reddish colored, and they have kind of a darker uh, collar with three light bands kind of running through that, and they have little white spots all over their bodies. Um, and the levis have three subspecies, so levis levis, which is the, probably the most widely distributed uh, knobtail, um, they go f- all the way from Queensland and down into New South Wales and then over in into Western Australia. Um, and then the two sub- other <coughs> subspecies are Nephris levis occidentalis, which is a- along the coast in Western Australia, and then Nephris levis pilbarensis, which is up in the Pilbara. Um, notice how i said that correctly you got it right uh, did you see that
2: yeah that was good we did notice
1: (laughs) (laughs) and the occidentalis and the pilberensis have smaller ranges and uh they're they're a little uh i think pilberensis is kind of less uh defined or you know there's some suspicion that maybe they're not uh taxonomically different than levis levis but you know, for now, they're a subspecies. And there's, that's where you'll find the albinos. So there's an albino uh, morph that popped up in Levis pulverensis. And, mm. um, we, uh, when we were in Western Australia, we saw probably 30 or 40 of the Occidentalis. They were everywhere in one stretch of road through around uh, uh, Exmouth, kind of south of Exmouth, over to Coral Bay. They're just everywhere. And then again in Shark Bay area, they're all over the road. Uh, maybe mm. we just hit the timing right, but really cool animals. Um, and so then there's uh, several. The, the other, they're kind of grouped into a grouping called the fin-tailed, knob-tailed get group, and they're also kind of the smoother skin species. Um, first levissimus is probably the smoothest Knobtail, it doesn't have those dorsal tubercles, so the little uh, raised scale um, groupings. Mm -hmm. Like the rough skin species have really um, pronounced tubercles, whereas the levissimus lacks those. And so they almost look like they're a scaleless uh, knobtail gecko. So they're like really smooth. And then, uh, so they're they're very widely distributed, kind of in the arid interior, um, in the Northern Territory, uh, South Australia and Western Australia, kind of in those sandy desert areas, and they're a dune specialist, so they like to climb up, you know, uh, burrow into sand dunes, uh, really a neat-looking species, but, you know, kind of like how, uh, like a scaleless corn snake, their pattern just pops out and is really bold and almost looks completely different than a scaled version, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's kind of how these guys are, re- their pattern is really bold and cool looking, although a lot of them are fairly patternless, they they don't have many markings, but the markings that are there really stand out. Um, the other thin-tailed species include uh, Nerfuris uh, vertebralis, and the vertebralis are very similar to levis, they're kind of maybe in between the levis complex and the thin-tailed species. But vertebralis look a lot like levis in in appearance. Their tails are a little smaller, and they ha- they always have this um, vertebral stripe of white scales down their spine, mm-hmm. just a thin uh, white stripe. So they're really fun too. We found quite a few of those in Western Australia, um, and just really nice looking. Yeah, they're really red. They're one of the prettier knobtails in my uh, opinion. <clears throat> so they're they're a lot of fun. And then the other Two species are Nephurus stillatus, the starred knobtails, okay. and those actually have a, a distribution similar to imbricata. They're in Western Australia, kind mm-hmm. of in the southern part of Western Australia, just below where vertebralis and, and wheeler are found. Okay. And then they are also found, there's a gap where the Nullarbor Plain exists, and then they're found over in South Australia. So that kind of bisegmented population, similar to what you see with imbricata. And so just another example of a species that was kind of bisected by that Null uh, drying area. Um, so kind of a cool, uh, thing that goes along with some other species, you know, it's kind of fun to see that pattern, mm-hmm. um, not just in a single species, but in multiple <clears throat> species. And, you know, there's more besides those two too. So, um, the stellatus are really pretty, they almost have like a, just a, Polka dot pattern on their backs. That that's why they're called the starred knobtail. Looks like the sky, you know, stars in the sky kind of theme there. Gotcha. And then the third species, or the the last species, the the ninth species of knobtail is nephristolini, and that's uh, the um, pernati lagoon knobtail. And they have the smallest distribution of any of the knobtail species. They're found in the area of South Australia, um, close to and you know, around the Pernati Lagoon, and so they're really uh, another very pretty knobtail with really bold, crazy patterns. They're very variable, even though they have a very small range. So they're pretty neat as well. Does it? So does it nine?
2: Does it almost seem like there's a python, a skink, and a gecko for every single area <laughs> of Australia? and they all kind of look the same or all kind of have a similar color or thing going on here. I mean, it's, am I the only one yeah, who's doing I mean, this right now? It's like, yeah,
1: no, I mean, I think there's some, some successful, you know, uh, pattern elements that help you blend in with your environment. And so if mm-hmm. you're Patrick with another species in the same environment, you might have, you know, might, you might do well with a similar pattern or color or yeah, I think that's pretty common. Um, some you wouldn't think would really blend in very well, but they actually blend in nicely, so Yeah. Uh, interesting to see that. I always wondered about the you know, juvenile green tree pythons. You'd think a bright yellow juvenile would stand out like a you know yeah. a, a big neon sign in the in the jungle, but um apparently to a bird's eye they blend in they're they're invisible with that color. So you yeah. know, sometimes it's not just our eyes they're trying to avoid it's you know they're predators that they might interact with on a daily basis and you know and and i mean the green trees we found did stand out like a neon sign you shine your light and like oh there's one right there you know, glowing <laughs> almost right that's pretty cool so yeah but to a bird they're they're invisible pretty much so yeah, you know, it was cool. Nature's nature's
0: cool. Yeah. yeah. man. you know, what was really cool was like, um, you know, I've always looked at uh, bread, bread lie and, you know, looked at their pattern and whatnot and was like, yeah, that's cool. I like it. I dig it, you know, and it wasn't until I, it was in Nick's talk. I don't know whose picture it was. might have been Casey's or whoever, but they showed a uh, 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 bread lie like like in a rock crevice.
3: And oh, all you yeah. could see,
0: like, was the side yeah. of its tail. And man, if that uh-huh. wasn't perfectly matched to the environment, it was like, You're right wow, uh-huh.
1: holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I can't wait for the day that I find one of those in the wild. <laughs> I, I get, I get onto Flickr. I mean, you, you want to, you know, make your eyes happy? You get onto Flickr and then type in, you know, wild Morelia bredli and look for some of the field herbs bredli and. Oh my gosh, there's some amazing animals. And we talk about hypos here. Like they, <laughs> they ain't got nothing no, on those. No. Wild <laughs> oh God. Do you, yeah. I
0: mean, do you, crazy. Do you, you, you've kept them for a long time. Do you think that has anything to do yeah. with, I mean, we've talked about this before, I think, but UV, do you think that that plays into that at all? I mean,
1: that's a good question. I mean, I've thought about that quite a bit and I, I I just don't know if there's much information to support that. What what I heard was a, kind of an interesting thing, and uh-huh. I, you know I don't know how far to take this one either. But it was mm-hmm. how hungry they are. <laughs> it depends on how nice they look, and I've seen that in in a few different you know, animals. Like when when they when they're hungrier, or they're trying to blend in better. So I don't know what it is, but they change colors, you know, to huh. And it seems to be when they're hunting or when they're hungry or whatever. So, it. But I, you know, I don't know. You know, there's that evidence where they took them out of the wild and put them into captivity, and uh, they changed colors from that bright red to kind of a, you know, duller brownish with the darker black. And right. I don't know if they were just getting older or if they were overfed or you know, there's a lot of things that could play into that. And I tried to find some information. I think I found. Something about UV and color, and it was in lizards, and they, you know, removed or, or had less exposure to UV, and they actually changed colors. Um, uh, but there was also something else in relation to diet and color. You know, there's a lot of things that could play into that, so it's really mm. hard to say. I think in the in the wild, uh, Brett and I eat a lot of parrots and you know different birds especially in in the right season
3: mm-hmm. and
1: so you know often they're found in the trees hunting parrots and you know you wonder if uh some kind of what the parrots are eating plays into the brettles you know color you know brighter colors sure. or i don't know mm. it
3: it's could be yeah you know, there's
1: a lot of things that could could factor into that so, I don't, so i'm not mm. sure
0: Man that would be awesome to find one of them in the wild. Holy crap.
1: Uh, we we yeah. we, have focus,
2: I, we have to focus we had to focus on the Owen Pelly because I mean as much as I, as much as I think it would pain me to be like yeah these are the chuckleheads who found an Owen Pelly python from the United States it's like I feel bad for like everybody else but I'm sorry I'm sorry it's us. So you know it's um,
1: No no I I don't think there's I mean more power to you because there's been plenty of Birders that are out there looking for birds that stumble across Trip, Owen. trip on them. Probably yeah. <laughs> people who are looking for Owen Pellies find Owen Pellies. So, yeah, they're they're uh, they're kind of an enigmatic thing. Like, I had a friend that was helping um, uh, look for them. Uh, he was helping uh, Gavin look for Rettles, or Owen Pellys and he lived up in uh, up in Arnhem Land, up in the you know Aboriginal communities. And so he lived, I mean, he lived in the town of Owen Pelly, <laughs> and he, he, didn't, he couldn't find any, you know. He was out there ro- driving around the town. He actually got in trouble for, because the, the guys thought that he was driving from house to house to visit their women when they weren't home. Oh, God. So he, he had to kind of clear the air and take <laughs> him out with him to show them that he was out herping, not uh, slandering. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, no, uh, no, no, no. I'm looking for snakes, said, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know what kind of snake you're looking for. Yeah, it's anyway, bad. the the, the uh, um, he you know he spent years looking for these things and you know didn't have much luck. And then you know he, he wouldn't even say the name Owen Pelly because he was superstitious that if he said it then he would never find one. You know, but then one year he found like three or three of them in in the span of two weeks. You know, all of a sudden they were just out moving on the road and he found a couple of them. So you never know, you know, when you're going to get lucky and mm-hmm. I mean, Wouter, uh Wouter, uh from uh what's his last name? He he's uh, uh he Oh, it's a lot uh, of uh it's
0: with a K. Wouter uh uh Cox. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what yep. it is.
1: yep. And he 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 went out uh into Arnhem Land for a night of herping and found one. So, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Sure enough. Uh, yeah. So more power to you. We, we went, we had intel of where one was a week before we were there. Mm-hmm. They were thinking, well, maybe there's a chance he's still out and active or close to the same tree they found him in. So we, we found the tree that he was pictured in and looked, I mean, just looked around that area as much as we could. We got there like first thing in the morning. And I'll tell you what, it's like needle in a haystack country out there. There's so many places uh, even a giant, you know, 15 foot snake could hide Mm. that, you know, you just realize, okay, you know, if I don't see one, it's not because I suck. It's because they could be anywhere like there's just so many nooks and crevices. And, and, and I mean, these, these cracks or whatever go way down. I mean, you could crawl down in there for probably, you know, half a mile or something under the rocks, you know? So there was, they, they have plenty of places to go that are underneath where people are going to be spotting them, and there's probably water and, you know, food down there. They don't even need to come up, so they could be, you know, kind of almost like an underground snake for the most part, and only right. need to surface once a year to go find a mate or something. That might even be taken care of under the rock, so, you know, there's a lot of places for them to go, and we went back at night, but we got a little nervous because there were signs saying, oh, you know, if you we closed the gate after a certain time. So, you know, make sure not to leave your car in the car park after dark. And so we're like, okay, somebody has to stay with the car. The rest of us are going to look for oh,
3: college. I can't remember who, or-
1: who drew the short straw, but yeah, you know, somebody stayed with the car and we're like, okay, just honk the horn if somebody's closing the gate or drive the car out of the gate, you know, don't get us trapped in here. But, uh, in retrospect we probably should have just stayed there i don't think anybody ever closed the gate i think it's <laughs> the sign that kept people out rather than the actual shutting of the gate but right i don't know if you go herping at night in that place maybe uh park your car outside the gate and then walk in or something
2: park the car go- park the they car work. where the gate closes so they can't close the gate
1: uh-huh oh, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, there you- now you're thinking now i got it but yeah uh, it's uh it's pretty exciting to be out there looking and you know there's a chance you might see one but you know the chances are slim but they're still there it's still worth looking i I can't somebody was telling me a story it might have been i can't remember who it was but they were saying they were out looking and they'd been out looking every night you know in kakadu and looking uh, all over the place and then somebody ran or found one in the car in the parking lot of one of the main tourist sites there you
2: gotta be kidding and, uh, me
1: <laughs> and and like they they went and got the ranger and the ranger was holding it and they came back like they they came back to get in their car after a night of just getting beat up and bitten mm-hmm. by insects and scratched up by plants and 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 then there here's this ranger holding an owen pelly in the parking lot <laughs> oh so,
3: <laughs> God, yeah. Isn't,
0: isn't that the, I, like the story that you guys find in the Darwin carpet? Wasn't it like, just like, you know, right outside the hotel
1: or something like that or wherever you guys were staying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's happened to me quite a few times where I've been out like beating the bushes and getting scratched up and ripped up. And I, and I kind of give up and come back to the hotel or go back to the accommodations. And like, you know, I, 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 I was in Georgia, you know, at a conference and I was out herping early in the morning and, I just hadn't found much at all. I think I found a toad and like a little skink or something. Mm-hmm. I come back to the hotel and everybody's looking over the railing and I'm like, oh, and there's there's a couple, and I'm like, oh, what you guys looking at? Oh, there's a couple of alligators swimming down below the hotel and I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> then like, oh, all right. Then. I, uh, I walk around the corner and there's some guys looking in a bush, and I'm like, "Oh, what you got?" Like, oh, there's a snake in here. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and then Just right next to the hotel. I'm like, "Ah, oh, figures, you know."
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, don't forget to check the car parking lot. You drive <laughs> off. There might be. There's probably one sitting under your car. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it it. it but this that, is... that kakadu gets hot, I mean, oh my gosh, I've never been in such a hot place in my life oh, I'm about boy. died looking for you know it started to heat up after the morning, and it just got scorchingly hot so i I wouldn't blame an Owen Pelly for not coming out much, you know above ground because it is a very uh harsh environment, I think we tempt the the sand and the shade. And it was like 150 degrees. Holy like, shit. I mean, your soles of your soles of your shoes are melting, you know, and you're walking around that place and you just didn't want to be in the sun at all. Like, I think we just, we were looking and, you know, you're so intent on just looking in every nook and cranny and you're just like focused on the finding the prize. And then all of a sudden you realize, man, if I don't get some shade or if I don't drink some water, I'm probably going to pass out and die right here. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
1: (laughs) I I, I can't.
2: So. Also you went with people that might have actually saved you. Eric and Rob will leave me to die. Nah. So, you know. <laughs> well, oh,
1: well, you got to remember we were with Nick and the whole Oh, yeah, you know, you're, right. you're right. Nick Nick was talking about how he, if we had to come to cannibalism that he would probably eat any of us and we're <laughs> about it. So, yeah, he, went, he yeah. went to cannibalism so fast. Like normally it's like Oh yeah. Like,
2: I mean, on edge, Jeez, we've been out here for 2 hours and Nick keeps looking at me. So yeah, I mean, you know. Oh,
1: he 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 was preemptively cannibalizing us yeah you know? oh, like, god this is in case i get hungry you guys are on the oh, menu. Oh, no. that oh man so, this was the old nick who didn't really watch his diet right? Right. Oh, okay <laughs> human human flesh factored into that i guess oh, man. <laughs> oh my god uh, and then uh, the other the other funny story we found one of those um, night tigers, the Boyega irregularis. Oh, so, cool! Um, brown feet. Yeah, cool. And they're really cool up there. They're like bright orange and white banded. So you know, keep an eye out for those. They're really cool. cool. They're mild, mildly venomous, but I don't think they're dangerous to humans. I've seen people hold them and get bit and stuff, but well, I let's probably wouldn't try to take. Find them out, out, you know. <laughs> try to avoid that, you know. But yeah, but uh, we were I, we found just this beautiful one. Um, Among all the geckos, you know, there was this, he was probably out chasing the geckos, but, Mm. um, so I'm, I'm filming this thing going up the rocks and stuff. And I, it's in one of my videos on herping Darwin or something, but, uh, in the background, you can hear Nick taking a leak. (laughs) (laughs) Who is peeing while I'm filming? Come on, guys. I don't want that in my video. Yeah. Oh, oh girl. So that's we, awesome. We call them the, the pissing cannibal for a couple weeks there.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> man. Uh, Damn. Well it that was, have, that was a fun trip. Being that this is going to be my first trip, do you have any kind of advice to give to just solely me? on how to do this thing correctly. So I don't, so don't embarrass, embarrass myself in front of these guys.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to think about that. So I'm thinking back to my first trip, like, and, and it was a little different because we got there and I was by myself, right? Okay. So all alone um, for, for a couple days. I had my dad, but he was feeling sick. And so he went to a hotel and I just said, Dad, I'm sorry. I know you're sick and you're not feeling well but why don't you sleep? I'm going to go hurt. <laughs> <So I took laughs> like first thing, you know, just hit the, hit the ground running. We got that rental car and I was out of there. And I went up into the tablelands, and I walked around a lake at night, you know, looking for whatever I could find. I found a leaf gecko found a, um, and then I was driving down off the tablelands on these windy roads. And there was a snake crossing the road and I pulled over and, you know, got out and it was a death adder and I'm just over the moon, oh you know, finding these cool things. Yeah. You know? So just, you know, just, drink it in, just enjoy it. And the main thing is don't, don't be a drag on your herping companions. Like don't fall asleep when the lights go out. Like just, you know, just give it your all. You can sleep when you get home. You can, you know, just give it your all and and just be all in. And I'm sure you'll find plenty of stuff and you'll contribute to the trip. But just have fun with it, you know. And really, I mean, it is cool when you find your own thing, but it, it's almost just as cool when somebody else finds it because you can be excited for them. You can see the animal, you know. We, I remember uh, Rico found a, he flipped a board and there was this tail sticking out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was a monitor, you know, it was a veranid. And uh, we are we were making guesses on what species it was, you know. So I was kind of make, you know, have some fun with it, make a game out of it, so you can name that species, when we were in, in uh, Western Australia with uh, Steve Sharp and uh, my friend Mike Fredrickson, we were herping and, oh, sorry, give my wife a kiss real quick.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. And
1: uh, <laughs> you, can, you can leave that in or edit it out. I love my wife. You know what works? Uh, so <laughs> we, were, we were cruising along, and, and uh, we, we found a, a little snake, like one of those burrowing species. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I called it a Tantilla. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, is that a Tantilla? And Steve just started laughing at me because he was, um, you know, Tantilla is a North American genus of little snakes mm. that look about the exact same as these ones. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Tantilla Hobart Smith-Eye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <of> tantilla, so <laughs> I got made fun of for that one. So, you know, you just roll with it. It's, it makes for good stories when you come back, so. Heck yeah! But, uh, embrace it, live it, you know. Just give it your all and have the best experience you can have. Awesome. I th- I think you're starting in a good place though, because there's a lot of cool stuff in in Darwin. But you know, if you have good eyes, I mean, you're younger than these guys, right? So you have a you have a leg up on them. You can be the eagle eyes. You got better eyes than See, they do. The, I don't the know. Is- you don't.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna come out there thinking that I'm gonna be the eagle eye guy who's gonna be able to stick it out and be awake the entire time. And Keith McPeak is gonna like bury me. Like he's gonna find it immediately. He's gonna be I haven't slept in four days, boys, and he's gonna be like, damn dude. Like I think the energy that comes off of that well, man is ridiculous. So
1: Yeah. Here's here's another good story for you. So yep. we we're cruising around in Western Australia. And it was me and Mike who loved you know uh, carpet pythons, and then Steve, who was a lizard guy, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Steve he's like, "Hey guys, you know, how come I'm finding this thing?" And he picks up a, an imbricata oh. and he's holding it up.' <laughs> and <we're> like, Hey kid, <laughs> how do you indeed, you know, how do you find the imbricata, and we're not finding the imbricata. So yeah, that was kind of funny. Okay. So the lizard guy found the carpet python, so you of know there's definitely help for you even.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so don't f- don't uh, give up the fight before you even fight it. <laughs> I I am I'm, ex- I'm a, you know what I feel like
0: I feel like what a parent must feel like on Christmas morning. Um like <laughs> yeah. meaning that like you're so excited that your kids are experiencing this thing and like I feel like that's how I'm going to feel with <laughs> Owen because I know what's about uh-huh. to happen to him. And he doesn't know what's <laughs> about to happen to him. And like right? just knowing yeah. Owen, he he's I'm telling you, man, dude, I I, I cannot uh, yeah. explain just, to you. Boy. Only only Justin can understand on this phone call <laughs> what's about yeah. to happen to well, you. Well
1: in the t- <laughs> At the same time, you get to be the parent and the kid because you're yes. going to a new area. <laughs> yeah, You get a you know, you're waking up on Christmas morning going, where's my present? You know, yes. <laughs> uh, it's the best. It's just, and it gets in your blood. Like, you want to do it again and again. Like, you know how it is. It's, you can't wait to get back. You plan your next trip, you know, as soon as you get back almost. So it really invigorates you. And I, I mean, I get like almost as excited getting home and go, getting to go through my pictures and, you know. posting posting what i found and you know it's really exciting so yeah i think i think you'll you're all right with a phone like that's kind of a cool thing to do so i would recommend oh and you know you're looking for a job here Mm -hmm. i would say uh i would make your job like the uh the phone guy you know taking pictures with his phone but you could document and record like the the precise location um, of the animals you find, you know, you can have a, a voucher picture of it with like the GPS coordinates. You know, mm-hmm. to find some find some app that'll let you do that, and then everybody's going to be begging you for that information. You know, when you get back, <laughs> so I, I, have, I have exact GPS coordinates for every animal we found on the trip. You know, that could be that could be your your job on the trip.
2: Uh, Works for uh, me. I can do that.
1: Hmm, yeah, I like. Yeah, this. <laughs> I I did that. On, or we we the three of us kind of worked on that together but we uh have a have a little file with all the gps coordinates and and uh it worked out really nice i i put it in this app that i had and it made this nice little like multi-page printout of all the animals and their gps coordinates it was pretty sweet nice yeah did you Uh, oh go ahead
0: owen
2: I'm sitting here. I was thinking I was going to have to just keep an eye out for what is it called now? Uh, Yowie or whatever the hell it is.
1: Yowie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yowies. Yeah. yeah. Yowies and, uh, and drop bears.
2: And yeah. yeah all those the make, big, the make believe monkeys. <laughs> why is, why is yeah. Jason, why is Jason Balin calling me? He knows what we're doing, right? Oh, no, wait, it's a Monday <laughs> it's, now. It's Monday. whatever. I'll, I'll deal with him in a minute. <laughs> so right. Leave that in the show too. I want him to know. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, tell him the law for me. I'll I will. I will tell him later.
2: Yeah. Interrupted yeah. Justin, um, you interrupted a Justin. Justin show.
1: Yeah. Cool. The, um, what was the other one? So, oh, you can you can also be the break man, Owen. <laughs> okay. So, you are not... You're not in Australia, this has happened to me three or four times now, so it's kind of embarrassing. But when I, get, when I see something on the road and I get really excited, sometimes I jump out of the car and I don't <laughs> put on the brake. <laughs> and so the car starts rolling, sometimes towards the object that I'm looking at. you know. So when uh, we were in Darwin area and we found a big olive python across the road, I jumped out of the car and started running over with the rest of the guys. Luckily, Peter Burt stayed in the vehicle and pulled the emergency brake, so we didn't run over, said Olive Python. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or,
2: or you, trying to, like, get this thing. Is like, it could have hit you, too, because you were running towards <laughs> yeah. the olive. Like, yeah, all right. I'll make sure Eric yep, doesn't run yep. himself over.
1: I got it. <laughs> you, can, you can save everybody's lives and be the hero of the trip. There,
2: there we is. go. See, I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Well, and I mean, I don't know if you like others, other, you know, birds or mammals or whatever. You could be the I do. ID guy for other I other am, species that, you know.
2: I, I'm slightly yeah. obsessed with kangaroos. I mean, like, you know, I, I raised yeah. several, so I just, mm-hmm. I would love to see them in the wild, too, because, you know, I've had joeys bouncing around my house, and seeing yeah. them out where they're supposed to be is kind of awesome. Um, yeah. I can also uh, I make... Mean, chookaburra sounds so you know that's another thing is i might be able to try to get <laughs> go. that going if i find them i'll get them all jazzed awesome. up and yeah so get them riled up and yeah, go get them
3: all out. Out. I've I've been been for, for, for experience.
1: <laughs> yeah because yeah. i mean you know we were we were with a bunch of reptile people but you know they didn't we we don't know all the species and especially no. when it gets into mammals or birds and things so you know if you can id other stuff and they're taking pictures and you get to say oh that's a whatever uh, Thorly um, Wumba, you know. Yeah, is, is, you for the, for it's a
3: Wally stuff, Dingo. You know? It's like whatever
2: they called it in the Simpsons episode. Um, but, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but uh, I would have
1: called it a... No, yeah.
2: Exactly, the bullfrog, yeah. Um, I'm a little... you got to get that quote,
1: get that soundbite on and the just, show. There just <laughs> through that,
3: yeah. Get out,
1: get out. Oops, shoot, shoot, get out of here. Ugh. These bloody things
2: are everywhere They're in the lift, in a lorry, in the bone Wizard And all over the Malonga Gildachuck.
0: They're like kangaroos But the reptiles, they use? We have them in America They're called bullfrogs What? That's an old name I ought to call them Chazwazers
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's another fun thing When you can ID other, other animals You know, you think of kangaroos like Oh, kangaroo. But there's how many species of kangaroo? There's a ton of different kangaroo species. Yeah. You know, wall, wallaroos and wallabies, uh-huh. and potaroos, and all sorts of things. Well, so, oh,
2: and Eric yeah. almost saw an echidna when he was out the last time, but apparently he committed suicide. <laughs>
1: committed suicide. So uh, like no. jumped off a cliff. Like, he's like oh, <laughs> so I would have really done. They're like this indestructible, set. man. Those things are tough. So he probably was just escaping. <laughs> yeah, he just, just came up laughing, you know. But yeah, they're <laughs> they're tough little animals. And yeah. they're they're every nook and cranny of Australia. So you have a chance of seeing one up there as much as you do anywhere else.
2: A little disappointed I don't yeah, see cassowary. And <laughs> I'm like a little disappointed I'm not in cassowary country. Um, my girlfriend on the other hand is happy because she's 99% convinced I would run up to one and try to make friends. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, that's what I did. I, exact. Thank I just you. Got as close. <laughs> as close as you could and you know i i i asked so that we went to a zoo and they let you feed the cassowaries and I, apparently their like gi tract is like really short you know they they like pass things through really quick but like you could she's like gives us this tomato I'm like here toss this to it and you throw it over the fence and they like catch it in their mouth and just swallow it all it's pretty impressive but yeah we got to feed cassowaries and uh i i asked her i'm like so You know, everybody says, oh, they're such dangerous, they can kill people. And I said, how many recorded fatalities have been due to a cassowary attack? And she said, well, I think there's only one, you know, documented cassowary fatality. And it was a boy that was trying to kill the cassowary. And the cassowary turned and kicked him and ripped open his guts and he died. Damn. Damn. you know, right. so I, you know, I think the danger might be a little hyped up, which you'll find pretty common in Australia. <laughs> like, okay, everything's <laughs> danger, danger, danger. You know, right, but right. most of the stuff over there just wants to run away from you. You know, I, I'm, I'm encountering these venomous snakes, and I'm trying to run to catch up to them because they took off as fast as they could in the opposite direction. They didn't want to have anything to do with me. You know, so, yeah, that's one of the things you're like. Wait, I thought this thing was supposed to be trying to kill me because yeah, so I thought deadly, it chased you know, people.
2: So. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
1: So and it's running the other way, and I'm trying to keep mm-hmm. up with it. So yeah, but yeah, there's you're you're in for it, man. It's your your life as you know it is over. You're just gonna have okay, to okay, good <laughs> move to Australia or make a lot of money so you can go over there every year or twice a year, I guess. Eric and uh,
3: it's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it's uh rob and eric are going to be over there every three months you know in a few years (laughs) yeah
0: dude i can't get enough of it i can't i
1: just i know i can't and it's such a big country and there's so many different species to go find you know so there's and and you might go over there and miss a couple so you got to go back to that same area you know i'm thinking (laughs) i need to go back to alice springs because i was there i saw a lot of cool stuff but i missed some of the things I really wanted to see, you know, or saw them dead on the road or something, and I didn't find them out and active and happy. So I need to go back there and a few other places, and I missed some species in Western Australia. Got to go back there, you know. There's mm-hmm. the list goes on. So what's the what's the what's the top of the
0: list? The species yeah. that you want to see? Like what's the thing that avoided that, like, you? Uh, <laughs> what's, what's
1: that oh, white whale? You know, those questions are like impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, did, I did find, well, and, and it was Steve that found it, so Steve, uh, so I probably should go back and find my own, but Parenti was, was the top of the list, and I got to see one in the wild, and that was just phenomenal. I mean, I could have followed that thing all day long, and uh, it was it was just incredible. So I was, uh, but, you know, it would be cool to see more of those for sure. But I think of the ones that I haven't found yet, um I really, really want to see a Centralian blue tongue skink. I want ah. to see the bretels. I want to find all the, you know, the rest of the Australian pythons. I think I'm only missing Imbricata, breteli, carinata, the um, Nolan Pelly and a Western um, olive, Baron's olive python. I think that's it. And then I need to find a live children's python. The only children's pythons we saw were dead. Oh, but wow. I think I found everything else. Oh maybe an eastern Stimpsons. I've found plenty of westerns but no easterns yet. So that's that's another one that should have been a a me in in central Australia. I should have found one of those but it was like the wettest year on record so it was a little, a little rough there.
0: You know one that I'm hoping we, that oh, we come across would be a black-headed python.
1: That's oh yeah. That's oh, they're uh... <laughs> they're fun to find. Yeah. Yep. We they're, could. They're very cool. And walnuts are just oh. in, you know, in the pond as well. Well, yeah. we won't be in their territory, right? We won't. Nope. No. 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 Yeah. They're farther no, west. They're, right? they're over. Yeah. And south. Yeah.
0: Next. See? See, Owen? See? You got to go back, well, man. <laughs> now,
2: my, my question is, Justin, after you've conquered Australia and caught in of all the things that you want to catch, would you consider herping other places, or is this it that you never think you're going to be
1: done with Australia? You can't be. I'm um, at, I, no, I, not I asking you. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, and and that's the nice thing about my job is it takes me to different places, you know, in the world and stuff. Mm. I've gotten to go. I I wouldn't mind like going to, um, you know, certain places in South America or or even in the U.S. You know, there's places I need to get out to in the U.S. and species I haven't found in the U.S. and um, you know some of the Middle Eastern countries that would be really cool go find a yeah. little spider-tailed vipers yes out in the wild would, yes. would be cool. uh, there's just again there's so many cool reptiles i really want to hurt madagascar before it's burned to the ground
2: um yeah it's depressing yeah <laughs> so, that's
3: yeah.
1: That, that's one that i'd like to see uh sooner than later but it's just difficult to get there and i don't know it's It's easy just to go to Australia and rent a car and, you know, I speak the language and, you know, know know the territory a little bit. So it's not as I'm used to driving on the other side of the road Then you know, probably 20,000 miles on the wrong side of the road up to this point. So uh,
2: (laughs) Nick uh, Nick said at one point you will try to kill everyone in the car because you will forget that it's the other side of the road. So he says that'll happen (laughs) at least once.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. The the worst. (laughs) The worst is when you make a turn and there's a divider, you know, oh, God. between right and left, oh line, and you're like, "Wait, oh which side God. do I go on?" You, oh my God. You, you invariably go on the wrong side. You yeah. Know. It's, it's, yeah. Oh. Just try to stay in. That's why I like going in the outback because there's not a lot of people to run into out there. Although. I was on a dirt road in the dark, you know, driving along, and I'm thinking, what's this idiot doing? He's coming straight at me. <laughs> oh, and like, oh, crap, I'm in the wrong Oh, shit. It's his lane. I'm in his lane. So I just swerved. Yeah. Oh, my that was, God. That could have ended poorly. And that was that first night. I was in my first trip in Australia, my first night out in the middle of nowhere. I don't, I don't know what the crap I would have done if I would have ran into somebody on the middle oh, of nowhere. God. I would have been. That would have ended poorly, but luckily I realized it was me that was the idiot and not the other guy.
3: <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: yeah. No. <laughs> I, New Zealand was I, you know, so I, my dad wanted to go to New Zealand cuz uh, he had been there as a, you know, 1920-year-old um, back in the day and he set up a trip and that's when I broke my ankle and wasn't able to go. But then that I sucks. did a makeup trip the following year and went with a couple cousins and the, one of my cousins' friend and had a it was just a great trip beautiful place but there's so many cool geckos in New Zealand like just um, these bright green alpinus geckos just amazing um, so I wouldn't mind getting back into New Zealand and doing some real herping there getting out with some of the locals and you know I mean even for the locals they're difficult to find so if you find any of those uh, green species you're you're doing really good but we were yeah. in one area the last area and just like a dozen of these um the worthiest species i don't even think they have a name yet they're just like um species without a name yet but they were just really cool and there's about every third rock had a gecko under it so i was in paradise on my last day there you know was <laughs> really cool it was uh it was in the land of rohan where that yeah. was filmed well but. that's I was herping the land of Rohan and finding geckos. Nice. <laughs> doesn't get much better than that. So. Well,
2: that's yeah, the thing is, like, yeah. if we go to New Zealand, it would be for me to release Eric back into his natural habitat. And, you know, <laughs> it'd be like this scene where they the boy's chasing his dog away, like, go, I don't want, don't you understand, go. And he'd run off into the field and be a <laughs> hobbit. And, it, you know, it.
1: Owen's got tears running down Yeah, just yeah. don't you understand. Like, yeah, it'd be very sad. <laughs> so.
0: Rob will come uh, out of nowhere and start yelling at you,
2: what did you do? I let him go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. The show
2: would die. The show would be over, but yeah.
1: Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> no, I picked cool. up a field guide. There's there's a field guide called The Reptiles and Amphibians in New Zealand by uh, Van Winkle, Bowling, and Hitchinmo. And it's uh it's fantastic i mean you want to see the diversity of just cool gecko species that's the that's the book it's kind of um, like
2: they don't really talk about new zealand herps that often so like it's really yeah. cool to hear that there's like a lot going on there that people aren't really paying attention to
1: oh yeah i mean well and it's you know they're working on the taxonomy and that's why so many of these things are unnamed they've They've been found and they're trying to figure out how wide their range is. And I mean, they're very difficult to find in some cases, and so that makes it difficult. But there's, you know, a good uh, 20, 30 species of gecko in cool. New Zealand. And some are just amazingly bright green or mottled crazy patterns and um, just really cool, cool lizards. So I'd like to eventually get back there and do a little more herping there. That would be cool.
3: It's
2: like and
1: another. If you don't find any herbs, the scenery is just fantastic. Oh so, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Kind of makes it makes it a little less crushing when you don't find all the stuff you want to find.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was enjoying I was seeing enjoying those pictures.
3: Seeing...
0: Whoa, That was weird. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. And when you were posting them up from New Zealand, that was uh, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah, Every... it was it was incredible.
0: Uh, every day, yeah. Justin would be saying, like, oh, this is what I woke up to today in New Zealand. And you could see it on Facebook, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, so jealous.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, New Zealand itself is one of those other places that just has a bunch of weird stuff that live there, that just happened to live there. I mean, the, yeah, uh, I mean, the Tuatara, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That itself is awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, that was... Uh... That was one thing we didn't uh, get to see much of. There was we went to the Arana Wildlife Park and they had uh, a huge uh, collection of different of the native geckos as well as some tuatars, and they had baby tuatars just hanging that's out on, so cool. you know, on the stage. It was so cool. I'd never seen a baby tuatara. They're really cool looking. But uh, yeah, I mean all their most of the geckos there are live bearing and that's you know what? fairly rare for geckos. But yeah, I mean they're they're. Very southernly distributed, and most geckos are, you know, more tropical or sub subtropical desert that kind of thing. So it's kind of weird they're, you know, just uh, just most of the most of the animals on New Zealand are live-bearing as far as the reptiles go. So pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, they have those like yeah, giant those parrots creatures. that walk on the ground too. The
1: like the, the, uh, oh kakapo, kakapo, kakapo,
3: are so cool uh, I, was, I, don't know. I
1: was dying to see a kia i really wanted to see a kia and they were just kind of eluding me you know i'd hear them calling or seeing them from a distance yeah and finally like the last day of the trip there was a kia on top of the bus trying to dismantle it you know like <laughs> <laughs> i'm out there taking picture after picture trying to. Oh, i was so i was so excited but yeah there's so many cool things to see in this i world. mean
2: even when you get into like the wettest, like that, that, that. First off, yeah, no, <laughs>
1: like, no, yeah, you hold one of those things, yeah, let it chomp on your finger a little.
2: No, Is that a carrot? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, it moved. Like, yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. but it's still cool to look at. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. New Zealand's one of my places I'd probably go to and have too much fun. So yeah, There's yeah,
1: a lot of cool stuff there. That's another, uh, speaking of big insects, uh, when you're road cruising Northern Territory, a lot of times you'll come across these stick insects Mm -hmm. and you'll see them as you drive past them. You know, you'll see them in the headlights and you'll be like, oh, it looks like a gecko or something. And then you get out of your car and you're searching and I swear those things are invisible. Like they're so hard (laughs) to see when you've got a flashlight on the road or your headlamp or whatever. They're, like, invisible. And so mm-hmm. you're looking around. Finally, you just kind of stumble into it, and you're like, oh, it was a stick insect. You know, like, <laughs> there wasn't any reptile. But it's still mm-hmm. kind of cool to see these big old, you know, stick insects. And I think they were pretty good size up there. But, yeah, you'll you'll have a few of those trick you here and there. But, yeah, they're kind of funny.
2: Yeah. Uh, that would be cool. Too
1: many, too many cool critters.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. There's too much cool stuff to see. Yep.
1: Where where are you guys planning next? You got the, that already figured out? Uh Western Australia. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have a hard time beating Western Australia for just the sheer amount of cool herbs and yep. I might have to join you guys for that one. Hell yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, it's such a cool place. <laughs> I just love love Western Australia. Um, that's it's it's just hard to beat. I, I would go back there anytime I could. I think um, we're planning. I'm. I'm. I just found out our, our next. Uh, or well, not the next one, but the one after is in uh, Gold Coast, Australia. So I'm hoping to. I mean, it's during. It's in May or or April. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of late, almost early fall, or or uh, so. Not the best time of year. So I'm thinking of heading up into the Kimberley and trying my hand up there if I can afford it. But. Had to be sweet, just extend my trip Ooh, by a yeah. couple of weeks and head up, yeah. head up to the Kimberly. That's another place I want to see before the cane toads move through. Mm, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'm feeling really, really adventurous. I might try to go find a, a rough scale, but we'll see. see if that's possible. <laughs> that's well, a long drive up there.
0: Yeah, yeah. what's-his-name was... Uh, um, jake last night last week was talking about that man that was i thought Uh, that they were impossible to find but according to him it's i know it's not that yeah
1: right there i'm there were three or four australians that you know three or four groups or trips that went up there and found them i'm like man maybe they are maybe it's just more accessible now than it was back in the day because there's some roads that just weren't weren't there weren't paved or were impassable you know Back
0: in the day, so yeah, I remember yeah. uh I remember when Terry Phillip was talking about them on reptile radio, long long like yeah, that was uh-huh. a long time ago, and he was saying you know he was yeah. explaining about like where there are and like He's like, yeah, you have to take helicopters to get there, and it's like in this oh, room. <laughs> you know, it's like you you you'll be there for like a month, and you know, <laughs> like oh, oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> I I was listening to one of the guys that was on that trip with that first trip with John Weigel, and he was talking about being in an inflatable raft, and like saltwater crocodiles were like bumping into it. No, nope, it. no, <laughs> no, knock it over. You know, Like, holy crap. Oh, so God, no. Life and limb for, you know, to go find these snakes. And now you can just drive up there and find <laughs> them in a canyon, you know. <laughs> uh, no
2: it's got to be a little bit worse to be like, you know, I, I risked uh, crocodile-infested waters in an inflatable. You had air conditioning the entire way and went right <laughs> up. Oh, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, come on.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I, I, I found out that the, I think it's Tourism Australia, like, uh, it's either Western Australia or Northern Territory will um, help you help you out with a rental, so like you can have unlimited miles and like in a four-wheel drive, because that's really hard to find. Anybody that'll rent you a four-wheel drive. But uh, apparently, the tourism group wants to promote, you know visiting the Kimberley, so they'll, they'll find you deals where you can afford to get a, a vehicle that'll make it up there into the Kimberley. So they, and mm. apparently there's more and more people hitting the Kimberly. Um, so I guess that's, that plan is working and they're getting more tourists up there. I've read a lot of different blogs and, you know, things like that that talk about going up there. So huh. it's getting to be more of a reality these days. So wow, I, I want to try to make it up there before the King toads kill everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, and that was something that really kind of like, that that I, you know you hear about that but then when you actually see it it's like a whole it's different you know you you're like oh no this is bad
2: is that, that's why you run them over with the car. I mean, you but know, I was
0: torn, I was torn. I didn't want to kill the, toad, yeah. you know, and it's it was a, like a spotted oh, this, lantern flies out here. You this,
2: ain't supposed to be here. Crush it. It's like, po- you know, this yeah. poor
0: toad didn't ask to come here. Some knucklehead decided it would yeah. be a good idea to put it here. And you're like, but at the same time you're exactly. killing Python. So I'm going to run you over. Exactly. Ah, <laughs>
1: you know.
0: You're just torn.
1: I There's actually a new paper out by uh, Rick Schein that was talking about cane toads and their impact and, and that it's really, um, they're, they're making some inroads and like, actually the toads are, are becoming kind of a normal part and things are rebounding and and it's not as doomsday as we initially thought. Um, really? that's kind of, it it was, it was a good news paper, I thought, you know, so, it makes me feel because I was the same way. Like I didn't want to run them over. Like they're like hit it, hit it, and I'd like oh I I'm, I I'm
2: missed not it. <laughs> I'm it. You know? yeah. Sorry
1: guys. Like <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't bring myself. I, yeah same kind of you know it's not their fault. It's stupid humans fault that they're right. And they're mm-hmm. they are cool animals. Like right. they're beautiful and you know in their own way. So you can know. lick them. I mean that, you that know a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd get high. Purple maze. Yeah, really want to do this? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wanna go on a walkabout? Yeah. Oh jeez, yeah.
0: I can see it now. Owens licking a cane toad. I can walk across this water here <laughs> at
3: Fog Dam, no problem.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm invincible. Oh.
0: That's the last thing
1: That's
2: you
3: said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we recovered his shoe That's the next true. day. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's maybe that's another job Owen could have. He could be the go. cane toad guide. Whoever <laughs> yeah. wanted to lick the cane toad, Owen could make sure they did it safely. And <laughs> exactly. He guided them. <laughs> so yeah. die. <laughs> Don't
2: freak out. Uh,
1: yeah. Dear, oh dear. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, cool. well, you're in for it, Owen. This is going to be a cool trip. You should. Yeah. You know, regardless of you know how many you find or what species you find, you're going to see something that you. are you're just going to want you want to go back and try it again, you know, try to and go to other areas. It's just going to be a cool experience. Sure.
2: Hopefully. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I call so, it like uh, if you ever
0: want to reboot yourself um, in the hobby or you, you feel like you're getting burned out or like, you know, this yeah. is this is something you should do you know, go, go herping. Yeah. And like yeah. all of a sudden you're just, you come back and you're just rejuvenated and you're excited and you just have a different perspective on things. And like you were talking about earlier, Justin, you, you know, you might change some of your, uh, approach to husbandry or, you know, just, just things to think about because you were in their environment and you felt that heat and you felt that, you know, humidity or
1: whatever yeah. it is, you know? So Cool yeah. stuff, and that and that's where, how that's how we all started out, right? With that fascination yeah. for the frog or the snake in your yard, you know, and just watching it move through the environment and thinking about it and getting excited about it, wanting to watch it eat, you know, all those kind of things. It takes you back to that childlike state of just pure curiosity and excitement and joy over the natural world. You know, we we get uh, we get into the state where we're we're getting all the things in captivity that we want to keep and you know we've got a really cool collection but you know it kind of becomes mundane i've heard you guys kind of talk about that where Mm -hmm. you know this thing that you wanted forever you get it and then it's like oh yeah okay now i've got it now what's next you know what do i Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i think you know when you get back to the to your roots of of getting out into nature and seeing things in the wild um, it gives you that excitement again for it, and you may have kept it for twenty years. You come home and you see it with it in a different light. You see it you know through different eyes and you 're like excited again and rejuvenated like you said yeah, and it just you know there's there 's nothing like that you know and and that's that 's what I think everybody needs everybody needs to get outside more and and it 's kind of a catch twenty two because the more cool animals you get, the more time you have to spend taking care of those animals and the less time you have to get away. So I think that's mm-hmm. why a lot of guys kind of get out of keeping and get more into field herping because it gets them into that state of excitement and joy and, you know, uh, childlike wonder, whatever, which mm-hmm. you know, we need more of in this world anyway. So it's it's a win-win that way. But I think there's a you know, balance. You can keep stuff, but you can also you also need to get out into their environment and and see them and experience them in the wild. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Herptological high.
0: That's what it's all. <laughs> That's what. There you go.
1: Up, right. <laughs> yep. I tell you what. That you know that that first night that I was in Cairns that I was telling you about uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. going up in the highlands. I was out until four or five in the morning. Jesus. And I I you know and I just come over on a plane. <laughs> I'm out driving for eight hours after I land in the country, and I was just had no desire to sleep. I was just like wired, you know. I was like yeah. some drug I was on, like, <laughs> you know, herp her speed or something, you know. So I was <laughs> just out there, just no problem, you know. And I I get back home, I slept for a few hours, get up again, do it the next day, you know. We went up and went up into some of these areas, found a Boyd's forest dragon for the first time, you know that. Image of that lizard on that tree is ingrained in my mind and will be there for the rest of my life. It was one of the coolest experiences. So, yeah, it's just no beating that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping we find yeah, a. It's uh, like watching
0: your first egg hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. That's very close to that. Yes. Uh, yes. That first time yep. you see that little yep. head pip out of the egg, you're like, Holy crap, I did it. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> well, I didn't do anything. I just sort of like...
2: <laughs> Holy crap, the male and the female that I locked in the same clayge, cage did something. Like, yeah, yeah I got it.
1: <laughs> but it never gets old, right? It no, never no, gets no. old to watch a snake hatch, you know? Never... Every time you get egg hatch, you're like, oh, sweet. You know, it's just the best.
2: That's thing is, like, it's yeah. these things kind of come in like waves where it's like maybe you kind of feel a little burnout. You kind of feel a little... Ugh, same thing, clean waters, clean cages, feed snakes, da, da, da. Then babies hatch, and you're like, oh, like it brings you back up because the babies have yes. hatched or they're yeah. hatching. And you're like, oh, the new stuff and the check this one out and, oh, my God, what's that one look like? And look at this one's feisty as hell and, oh, this one won't eat. Yeah. And then it kind of you dive down a little bit more and then mm-hmm. it kind of pick yourself back up again because it's time to pair. And it's time to consider what the pairing should be, who should go with which. What are they going to look like? What are those babies going to do? So it's kind of like brings you back up. But babies hatching is always what kind of pulls me out of the dumps and back into the high life. So uh, it never gets old.
1: Yeah. And I mean, herping Australia is hatching a baby times 10. I mean, it's like it's that, <laughs> yeah, yes. finding, finding that species in the wild. It just, yeah, it keeps you going and keeps you motivated for you know a long uh, time to come. So
2: I think I could I think die happy if I found a rough scale python in the wild. So. <laughs> right. We're going to yeah. get you there. Yeah. Owen. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to come back. <laughs> just leave me here with the ruffies. Yeah. I'll join them. Yeah. Well, Hopefully.
1: Hopefully I'll have some intel for you in a couple of years. Unless Sweet. you get me to it, but well, then you can provide me with some intel. <laughs> yeah, you know.
2: I mean, you got to tell me what, what animals you need me to take pictures of. If I find it, I'll do it. Or Eric will, because he's oh, got yeah. the better camera. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, any dar? I mean, if you guys find any Darwin carpets, too, I'm sure we'll be able to fit them in the book. And, you know, we're always looking for – Specimens of you know well with known locality and doesn't have to be pinpoint locality but you know general area and and good photos of them um yeah 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 speaking cool. of that so I keep an eye out for i gotta send carpets, i gotta especially send. outside of the darwin area because it seems like they're very difficult to find outside of darwin
0: <laughs> yeah that's what i hear yeah
1: so yeah so if you find one in litchfield or some cool place like that, you know, make sure you get lots of pictures. Yeah, don't
2: I'll
0: worry. Go in the book for sure.
1: You got to get me a
2: carpet. We yeah, got to find a carpet. We got to find a carpet while I'm over there. I don't care what it is, but you got to, we got to find a carpet.
0: <laughs> well, that's what I kept telling Rob yeah. on our first trip. And, you know, I kept telling him, like, dude, if we travel all this way and I don't see a carpet python, I'd probably be <laughs> kind of a little bummed out, you know? So, like, Rob's mission yeah. was to find. Yeah a carpet python and sure enough that first night man there it was right on the road Bam, man that was awesome it's nice to get
1: it over with quick right? Oh, yeah like yes. how the darwin was you know <laughs> yeah. that first night there it is okay we're, right. we're good We they, can anything we find is gravy yeah. yes yeah
0: oh man dude that was so cool to see yeah. a carpet python in the wild on the side of a road just like <laughs> freaking chilling in some grass and you're just like what this is nuts oh <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. So, (laughs) um,
0: as we're winding down on time, there's two things. Well, um, the first thing, like what's on deck for your, your upcoming season? Are you doing anything that you've never done before or, uh, trying some new species that you, uh,
1: haven't bred before or what do you got? Um, yeah, I have. I was, oh. <laughs> I was very fortunate enough to, well, I, well maybe I shouldn't say it here. I might have to tell you. Okay. In
2: person, off, off air. Oh, it's one <laughs> gotcha. of those. No,
1: I, well, <laughs> I could probably say it's probably not that big a deal, but, um, I was, you know, I had a, had a pretty good year in Anchorage. I got some spotted pythons, some striped spotted this year, which was pretty fun. And, uh, got some bretels, so that was nice to have hatch them again, and nice. um, you know had a had a western blue tongue skink born, which was you know I was over the moon about. That was really exciting for me, and really happy to have that uh, happen. So um, hopefully I can repeat that this next year. But um, I I was able to get some uh, gammon ranges carpet pythons, and I hatched out a clutch of gammons. <laughs> so.
3: Uh, uh, unfortunately, wha, wha,
1: wait, wha? <laughs> un, un, Unfortunately, I only got three, and they're all males, which kind of bums me out. And I'm well, really having a hard time getting these stupid things to eat, but they're just gorgeous. I mean, they're really cool snakes. So,
2: Eric, I need um, you to breathe, all right, because I, I hear you holding your breath, okay? I know. I just fell out of the
1: chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... I'd heard I'd heard some had come into the, you know, country besides the ones I had from Europe, so I was like, well, they're they're out there, you know. So mm-hmm. um I guess I can probably talk about them. But yeah, that's one of the highlights of, of my year for sure. So, Holy shit, really that's cool. To are, be able to...
2: <laughs> are you going to try to redo are you going to try to do them again this year
1: being that you got all boys? Um, no, I mean I euthanized the adults after I got the uh... <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, just Oh yeah, of course well, I am. I'm don't question, you Owen. Know, definitely <laughs> try it again. <laughs> I need, I need some females. You know, I gotta, gotta try it again. So yeah, they're definitely being paired again this year, and cool. Um, so we'll see what happens, but.
0: All right, so if they're, you produce uh, some.
1: Beautiful I'll, animals.
0: I'll pay for your yeah. trip to Western Australia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> sounds like a deal. <laughs>
0: oh, that's
1: cool. Uh, that is yeah. really cool. You have to show yeah, me some pictures of that. They're, they're, they're badass. Yeah, they're beautiful animals, like really cool snakes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really fortunate to, to be able to work with them. And um, so, hopefully, it works out again this next year. Um, I, I'm not aware of if if anybody else has produced them or if anybody else is working with them, you know, give me a shout-out and contact me because I'd like to – I don't know who, who got them when, you know, they were imported this year. I just know if somebody brought them in, so I'd like to visit with that person at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Swap notes or whatever, but, yeah. So well, I bet they're, if they're uh, out there, they're, they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> So. That's Well, awesome. and if they made it to the end, then they deserve to hear that information, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. If they if they stuck around, this is when we usually uh, drop all the really good knowledge, and also the yeah. let's see if people are actually listening, because um, then you know <laughs> later when we get questions, we're like, you didn't listen to the show.
1: So yeah, it's <laughs> right. Yeah. No, so don't tell anybody. Just let them, you know, let, let them. them come, Dawg. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's
1: badass, man. That's really cool.
2: That is yeah, really yeah. cool. And, there,
1: and that that was another thing. You know, the doing the research for the second edition of the book is looking into those Gammon Ranges and, and Flinders Ranges animals. That's that's a unique population. I think you know that Aussie Wildlife Show uh, podcast. They interviewed the I can't remember the guy's name. Steve oh Lander. yes. Anyway, yeah, I remember he, that he talked about the uh, Metcalf, uh, Metcalfi and and kind of the Flinders Ranges animals being something unique and distinct, and you know some of the genetic information showing they have some ties to Imbricata. So, you know, it's it's uh, they're definitely unique and they're pretty isolated up there. Like, there's no like the Metcalfi populations don't come within you know maybe 150 miles or of the of the uh, Metcalfi, uh, you know, between the Flinders Ranges and Gammon Ranges, animals with the other um, carpets in the area, they're almost closer in proximity to alive than they are to the uh, Metcalfi. So, it's kind hmm. of interesting.
2: That is cool. Here's...
1: Definitely cool, cool And I think that might be the cover of the carpet python book. This oh. carpet that's just freaking amazing, just red. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Uh so yeah we're we like to have you know like on the carpet python book we put a Brettles python so you know, right. we got to shake it up a little bit Yep. cool let people know that Brettles are carpet's pythons just cuz they're you know a different species doesn't mean they're not carpets but centralian carpet python right right
0: so, uh, <laughs> so <laughs>
2: got to reiterate that so. that's going to be hard <laughs> so. the, the
1: last question i would ask is were
0: they where did they fit in breeding wise? Were they, did you just regular carpets?
1: Did, were they more of a spring breeder or? Well, I, they kind of took me by surprise because, uh, they, I, I wasn't expecting them. I didn't realize they were gravid. I had just barely paired them up and, you know, it was Mm. not too long after that. So I paired them up in, in the spring. So like Mm -hmm. the spring, so they, they would fit into the spring breeder, and that makes sense because yeah. of where they are. And, sure. And you know, other species in close proximity, they're also spring breeders. So, yeah, they're, they're more of a spring breeder, I would think. But, you know, I put them together in the spring, so I don't know <laughs> right. if, uh, if they would have bred earlier or, you know, whatnot. But I would, I would assume that and that's why I put them together was because I assumed they would be spring breeders. Spring breeders. So, okay. Yeah, they've, they hatched out maybe uh, two months ago. Or so maybe a little less than that. So, yeah. wow,
0: man, that must have been hard to hit on, sit on that
1: info. Yeah, <laughs> like you must have been like, ah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, and I was, I wasn't going to say anything, but I, uh, I figured you guys would appreciate it. And do we do? I also heard that others, you know, came in from Europe. So yeah. I guess kind of they're they're coming in. So people people know about them enough, I guess, that they're they're here. So. That'll work out, I guess. But yeah, I think it was what? And like we said, you know, oh, only real fans are going to hear to the end of this anyway. So, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Everybody <laughs> else cuts out. Yeah.
1: I remember on
0: uh, before before it was known that that was even a thing, somebody, I think they were in Japan or something, posted up a picture of them and said what they were on Morelia Pick of the Week, and I was like, oh, oh really? shit, <laughs> we better hide that post real quick, <laughs> because I don't think that uh, people want that posted, uh, <laughs> so we just kind of, whoop. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, where can uh, people touch base with you, Justin? Where can they find, where's the best place to follow you?
1: Um, normal channels. You can uh, contact me on Facebook Messenger or um, on you know Instagram. Uh, I'm just under my name on Facebook, or you can go to Australian Addiction Reptiles uh, Facebook page and my website, australianaddiction.com. Um, or, uh, you know, my contact information is on my website as well. And uh, make sure you check out the North American Gecko Symposium at Tinley this, this coming weekend. If you're in the area, uh, get there on Friday night and go listen to some gecko talks. It'll be worth your while. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Cool.
0: All right. So next week is our 8th anniversary episode
2: uh we have to do the calendar at some point, right?
0: Yes, we do okay. I think we're gonna tie it into next week, so okay, good actually, I'm just throwing that out there <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna put that all together into one nice uh package um, okay, so. then we have
2: to we have to seriously start considering what shows we're going to record. For when we're in Australia. Because that's ha- coming soon. Oh, you already thought about that?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to send that to you. To, I'll send that to you tonight, too. So glad I'm a part of these things. <laughs> well, I figured it was an easy no, one. No, don't, don't change
2: it. No, no, I no. love it this way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But what I'm saying is one would be, you know, carpet python breeding, you know, that kind of thing. I've got yeah. so many emails about that. So Why?
2: Why? <laughs> I,
0: dude, I, I don't know. You know Is and it just because they well, want it with better audio <laughs> yes I think so I think that's the, right. that's the the thing so we're gonna hit on that which that's a no-brainer so we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out some days probably next week maybe this weekend to bang okay. out like two, all three. of them you know what I mean and just like yeah. get it out of the way and then we can just relax until
2: we're back. good because I ordered my walking stick that can convert into a snake hook.
0: Oh, you did uh-huh, get that?
2: Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You'll love it. <laughs> also, um, I should have looked because when you sent me some of the links, I ordered the hat with the fish with the with the fly net.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it came hobbit sized, oh, so it Jesus does <laughs> it doesn't fit my head. Send so, it back. <laughs> well, I mean, it's too late now, oh. but so I'll figure out a way. I'll be... I'll make it work. Don't worry. Okay. It might just be resting on
0: my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, I think the only thing you're going to care about is the net. <laughs>
3: that's
2: exactly. You know, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I bet you if I just cram, like I put my baseball hat, like over it, I'm like, I can make this work. Don't worry about it. I got this.
0: All right. Fair enough. I, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I just kind of sent a link figuring that you <laughs> you would think that well, I, I do kind of have a big head, but apparently do, but not uh, as big like, as yours. <laughs> apparently
2: not. So, I, and I also ordered the snake shin guards. And then they weren't going to arrive in time, so I canceled the order. Okay. Then I ordered another pair of snake shin guards, and they were out of stock, so they refunded my money. Then I ordered the third pair of snake shin guards, and I'm on the phone with Melissa, and I'm like, do I really need these things? And she's like, "She's like, it would be your goddamn luck that you, you would not get this, and some death adder bites you. And I'm like... I'm like, I'm not even sure if it's death at her territory. She's like, it would find you. I'm like, all right, fine. Right. Yeah. So oh, that's um, awesome. Piss me. Off. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was... I, I got, I got that. I got to go get a pair of boots. And then I'm borrowing uh, a backpack. Okay. Like, a ta- like big tactical, like backpack, um, a headlamp, a flashlight, and also the stuff like I should be good. I have the stuff on the list. I ordered the power converter because I'm like ordering all this stuff for like being out in the bush. And then I'm like, I don't think I need anything else. That was everything on Eric's list. And I go back and it's like converter for Australian plugs. I'm like, shit, need that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I do have um, a.
0: I did get a three pack, and then I have a two pack. So we, right. we'll be good.
2: Even if I, I, I was going to get some battery packs for like phones and stuff because. I figure if we're out there, regardless of what it is, it might be able to charge if we plug it in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I was just gonna do that.
0: It's good to have a car adapter. You
2: know? Yeah, you know, yeah, for a probe or a, a USB thing. Yeah, right. I got plenty of those laying around here.
0: And it's good to have one that has two inputs. That way, right. if two of Share us are trying to, you know, yeah. charge at the same time. Yeah. But uh, cool stuff. So, yeah, so next week we're going to be doing a calendar contest and the 8th anniversary episode. And, uh, yeah, so that will be cool. And then we'll have the other episodes lined up, one of them being Carpet Python Breeding. Uh, that will be uh, be in there with improved audio quality. Goddamn right. <laughs> um
2: we're gonna, gonna talk like we're rich. We're gonna talk like we're David Attenborough. Yeah. And then <laughs> the the carpet. majestic carpet. Yeah.
3: Goes <laughs> into the, the grass.
0: <laughs> you must have grass in order for Us. it to breed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> With a mighty bellow. Yes. <clears throat> uh,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I did see uh, on a side note. I did see an advertisement for a new series coming out, and on that was Australia. Um, mm. For somewhere at the BBC, it was like seven worlds or something like that, going like to the seven continents. And you Can, know,
2: I wish there was just a way to have him narrate what we do in Australia. Like, just have a camera crew Dude. follow us and just have him narrate it.
0: How you cool know. would that be if there was an app that like changed know, right? your voice it, to sound it, like it. him? <laughs> NPR will be so different, you know,
2: Except, or, or almost like almost like uh, Arrested Development. Owen says he's fine. Ron Howard's voice. He wasn't fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like that.
0: Uh, nice. That's all I want. That, you know? that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we should have the calendar uh, coming out soon after that. Um, and then for us, you can follow us at MoreliaPythonRadio.net. It's a website. Info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com is the email. Um, and as far as myself, EBMorelia.com. Um, uh, and then you can go from there. Uh, and don't forget the North American Gecko Symposium.com is the website for the upcoming Gecko Talk at Tinley Park on October 11th.
3: Yep,
2: and for all our friends who are headed out to Tinley, uh, safe travels, safe trips, and uh, enjoy yourselves. Because for so th- those of you who are, it is your first time going out to Tinley, just really kind of soak it in and enjoy it. Um, and uh, we hope to see you guys out there next year, because we will definitely not let another one slide past us. So, Absolutely. All right. Yes. Cool. Uh, did you do your stuff? I you just Birelli? did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm paying attention. All mm-hmm. right. For I'll me, see. for <laughs> shut up. Um, you can edit all this. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out stuff going on there. I promise. I promise. I promise. We're putting new pictures and new babies up soon. I have a thing, I have the camera set up. I just haven't put the animals in it, okay? Um,
0: He's been busy, people.
2: I know, (laughs) (laughs) goddammit. We'll get there. Um, uh, You can also go to rogue underscore reptiles on Instagram and rogue reptiles on Facebook.com. Check out all that stuff, everything over there. Uh, Next weekend is the Hamburg Reptile Show. I will not be vending. Because I've retired from vending, I won't do it anymore. I refuse. But I will be there. So if you want to meet up and possibly talk some animals, uh, I'll possibly get some animals, I'll usually be hovering around Jason Balin's table, which I should call him after we're done here. (laughs) Because I don't know what he wants. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's all we have for you guys tonight. So we'll say thank you all for listening. And we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Rally of Python Radio. Good night.